The Major Spoilers podcast covers news, reviews, and of course, spoilers, and goes into details about the topics discussed. So if you haven't read, listened, or watched the items we talk about, you might want to come back later. Hey everyone, welcome to another exciting issue of the Major Spoilers podcast, our Saturday edition. I think I've had too many beers. Uh, just for a word of note for people that are like... <laughs> Word of note for Steven you people has going. Just admitted to being drunk, folks. You know what's really interesting is after last Saturday's show, somebody said, "Well, I thought you guys were going to talk about Batman number seven hundred on the show," and the title of the show was Batman at seven hundred. Uh, people don't realize that we record the Saturday right. show on Tuesday, so things that happen between Tuesday and Saturday that we don't talk about on the show is because we're not able to record a show what we've done is we've decided to move the quiz that we normally have on friday to monday before we've learned any of the information but since today is tuesday it doesn't matter in the slightest one thing that i had a question matthew um we've been doing this this series on the major spoilers website usually on sundays um called Mm -hmm. dueling reviews where you and i are our robot overlord makes us review (laughs) makes us review a comic and we're both supposed to give our impressions on the story, the art, all of that good stuff, and then come uh-huh. up with a evaluation, which leads to an overall evaluation of the book. Now, what I think is very fascinating from my standpoint is you and I, I perceive us as not seeing eye to eye on a lot of things. What you may like, mm-hmm. I may not care for. I mean, you love the boys. For me, it's just eh, kind of eh, their kind of sh- uh, story. Um you have issues with certain ideals and themes in comics that I don't have an issue with. But as I go back through a lot of our past dueling reviews, you and I do see eye-to-eye on quite a few uh, titles. Why do you think that mm-hmm. is? I think because when we do the dueling reviews, it's not necessarily – well, let's put it this way. When I do a review of, say, Tom Strong, like right. I did recently – right. I did that review. I picked it specifically knowing that there was a Tom Strong book coming out, Digging Tom Strong. Mm -hmm. So I specifically went, yep, I'm going to do that there Tom Strong book. And if anybody tries to snake it from me, I will beat them (laughs) senseless. Right. That's that's the way I talk when I'm doing reviews. But when we're doing the dueling review, usually we've chosen something that is kind of that middle ground for us. You know, yeah. it's neither Batman nor Legion, or it's a little of both. Right. Um, I know the dueling reviews that we did on Blackest Night, I think, were the closest we've ever come. And when we're looking at something purely objectively, mm-hmm. you're looking at, was this book well-written? Was this book well-drawn? You know, it's not necessarily something that I have to own, because, you know, the books that I have to own are pretty much awful. I had to own a copy of Skate Man number one. Right. Had to, It was a moral imperative. Right. I had to own Joe Simon's uh, Prez number five, even though it was never printed. And, you know, there are things, uh, your first comic was a world's finest. Right. One of, one of my earliest comics experiences was a, uh, a Marvel comic of the, the, you know, the Shogun Warriors. It's kind of like when people say, do you like Marvel or do you like DC? Mm hmm. That's a, that's a nonsensical question. When you're looking at it, what you like are comics that are good. So right. a lot of times, if we read something that's quite obviously direct, you know, and neither of us have that deep philosophical love of, well, this particular issue is direct because in 1976, Mike Grell designed Tyrock to look like he was <laughs> Elvis as a gay choir boy. Right. Or, you know, in 1954, Batman fought Deadshot and clearly undermined this particular story. You know, it's it's a little bit different. And if we're just saying, is this a good book? Is this a bad book? A lot of times our answers are going to be the same. Yeah, I just I just find that really interesting because I figured on some titles like, again, Grant Morrison, who, you know, I have not I've had this love hate relationship going on where, you know, I figured when we did the uh, return of Bruce Wayne bit, I was not going to care for it. I thought you would just go over the moon for it and we would have really polar opposite in our ratings. But when we look at our bottom line ratings, even though we may have some disagreements on what we think is good art or bad art, at the end of the day, our our ratings are within a half star of one another. Mm-hmm. Now, Rodrigo, you thought you might have a reason for this. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's pretty much, actually, it's pretty much what Matthew said, is that you are not... A lot of people who pick up comics are only looking for a story or mm-hmm. only looking for art. When I started, 
uh, reading comics, it was strictly because of the art. If there was art that looked cool, I would get the comic regardless of how bad Kaboom was. And honestly, it was awful. Yeah. Um, just because that's what I was into at the time. Um, but now you guys, as you know, as as, as professional comic book readers, for that matter, um, there's a certain level of quality that a that a book has to have just to hold your interest. I mm-hmm. mean, if it's just the art is so bad or the story is so bad, you guys are going to drop it after the first issue or after the first preview you see, not even pick it up. Right. So, you know, I I think that when a book comes out and it's important in, in, in kind of the current scheme of things, and you guys say people are talking about this, let's do a dueling review on it. Um you guys are coming from very similar standpoints right. of how how good was the art, how good is the pacing, mm-hmm. how good is this. Yeah. Now, it, you know, if it's, you know, a story about young Indiana Jones, chances are that half a star higher is going to come from Steven. Mm-hmm. If it's right. a uh, one where, you know, they, they make a lot of references to really obscure um, Marvel characters <laughs> that Steven has never heard of, that half a star is going to right. come from Matthew. But right, right. is it a quality book? Yes or no? That's going to give right. you whether the base star is a one or a three. Yes. Now, this will be interesting right. because and- we are recording this show on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Matthew and I have mm-hmm. decided that the book that we're going to do a review on Sunday is DC's new Legacies uh, book, Legacy issue, Legacies number two. And yep. Matthew reviewed Legacies one on the Major Spoilers website and didn't care for it. I really, really loved it. I can't wait to see on Sunday, depending on when you're listening to this, hello, future people! Uh, I can't <laughs> wait to see what happens on Sunday when we both uh, sit down to discuss the Legacies. Also, um, if think you think about it... Oh, sorry, go ahead. That's okay. There are, there are two things that need to be taken into account. You, well, comic books exist kind of at that, that center of the Venn diagram for pulps and sci-fi. Right. You love pulps. I love sci-fi. We love comics because of the elements of pulps and sci-fi that come in there. Right. So I come to it from the left. You come to it from the right. It's important to know that we are completely different because you are a middle-aged family man who's carrying a little bit of extra weight with extraneous back and arm hair who grew up near Topeka and now lives in Hayes. I am a 40-ish family man carrying some extra weight with extraneous facial and nose hair who grew up near Hayes and now lives in Topeka. Obviously, we are completely different. Well, and the other thing is, is if you listen to the podcast and every once in a while we'll hit a book where one member goes blah i hated this right one member goes oh my god i love this and one member's in the middle usually the person in the middle is steven and either side are matthew and me right so i think you steven tend to have a more moderate look on 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 comics hey i'm a libertarian you know um yeah it just you know is in the middle whereas uh uh, Matthew Rodrigo's and I are either the donkey or the elephant, and I'll just leave you guys to decide so which, which one's which. is the ass and which one's the big, yeah. big elephant that never forgets. All right. So it. All I'm going to say is <laughs> <laughs> Adventure Comics number 262 is the Never mind. That's right. Matthew does never forget about anything. No, there does you go. I'll cop to being fat with a long memory. <laughs> so, really, the issue is. And isn't also about- having a trunk. Oh, this, this issue of the Major Spoilers podcast is not about Matthew and I's dueling review, although it was a question that has been bothering oh. me, not really bothering me, but has been sitting in the back of my mind for a couple of weeks, and I thought maybe it might be uh, interesting to address it. Uh, the interesting thing that we want to talk about on this show is the 2010 Will Eisner Awards. Now, this is the comic industry award big. I mean, this is a prestigious award for comic book uh, creators and and, uh, writers and and everybody involved in comics. It's given away at the San Diego Comic-Con. June 15th, the day that we're recording this show, was the day that the Eisner nominations uh, voting closed. And we've got the list of nominees here in front of us, and we thought we would spend some time going through who the nominees were and who we thought would would win, should win. Uh, What else are we going to do, Matthew, with this? Would win, should win? Who we think will win and who we think should win. Okay. Um... We we are not familiar. We should also point out that we're not familiar with everybody in all of these categories. Mm-hmm. So some of these categories we're going to skip over, including the very first one, best short story. Uh, there's some really to good. Put, that, put it in the internet. It's kind of a TLDR situation. Yeah, when it comes there we go. To short story. 
So I'm sure there are some really great short stories here. I haven't read any of them. None of us are familiar with any of these. Congratulations to all the nominees. Um, best single issue it's an or honor one just shot. To be nominated. Best single issue <laughs> or one shot. Brave and the Bold number 28, Black Hawk <laughs> and the Flash Firing Line by uh, Michael Straczynski and Jesus Siez. Uh, Captain America 601, Red, White, and Blue Blood by Ed Brubaker and Gene, Gene Colan. I'm, I'm practicing my seat filler technique. Is this uh, Ganges number three mm-hmm. uh, from mm-hmm. Fanagraphics? The Unwritten number five, How the Whale Became by Mike Carey and Peter mm-hmm. Gross. And Usagi Jojimbo number 123, The Death of Lord, what is that, Hijuki? Hikiji. Hikiji. By Hikiji. Stan Sakai. You have to say it. Usagi Yojimbo. So you're in who, who would Samurai. win, who should win, Matthew? For me, I have read four of these five things. Mm-hmm. So with all due respect to Kevin Huizenga and Fantagraphics, I cannot speak on the quality of Ganges number three. Right. However, I feel that Brave and the Bold 28 should win. Yeah. Captain America 601 will win. Is 601, I've got it here. Uh, Matthew and I were going to do a dueling review. It's the colon issue. Yeah, it was the flashback. Okay. We were going to do a review of uh, 605 just recently. And because it was part Mm -hmm. of a big arc story, I myself, just because I wanted to know what was going on, went back and bought all the previous issues of, um, I think I started at 600 and have worked up. So I've got those. I will sit down and read that one very soon. But it did look very interesting. Is that the teabagger issue? Do you remember? No. Uh, is that this 602? Is a, the 601, 601 is the last issue that came out before they went to Rebirth. Ah, it's okay. uh, Gene Cole on art. It's a flashback to 1945 featuring Cap and Bucky. Okay. All right. Cool. Rodrigo, any thoughts? Um, I like Yusagi Yojimbo. Okay. I'm going to go with... That uh, was a good issue, too. I'm going to go with Should Win, Should Be Black Hawk and the Flash Firing Line. That was a very good... Um, war story where the Flash travels back in time. Uh, probably will agree with you, Matthew. Captain America 601. Um, best continuing series, we've got Fables from Bill Willingham, Irredeemable by Mark Wade. Uh, what is that? Nakai from 20th Century Boys, The Unwritten, and The Walking Dead. Rodrigo. Um, I, I haven't... Uh, I'm not really familiar with 20th Century Boys. Um, I... Uh, my my question about this is: Has Fables won best continuing series in the past? I think it has in the past. Okay, because sometimes I, I and I don't know exactly how these awards work, but a lot of the time, you know, when a, a series puts in its due, mm-hmm. that's when it wins, or, right. or, or a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. So you know, Fables and Walking Dead have been around for Fables has been around for a long time, Walking Dead less so. Um, it seems like maybe Irredeemable should get it. Right. But I would put it either uh, for The Walking Dead or Fables. Okay. Um, depending on how many awards they've won and whether the, the panels or the people involved say, well, you know, The Walking Dead hasn't won enough awards. Mm-hmm. Let's give it to them. Mm-hmm. Matthew? I would say Irredeemable should win. Mm-hmm. Walking Dead will win. I'm going to mirror you. I really think Irredeemable has really busted out out of boom this past year. And I think, you know, since this is kind of a um, voting is done by people in the industry, I think a lot of people will recognize Irredeemable. But I do think that Walking Dead will probably win on this. Um, Best limited series or story arc, we've got Blackest Night, Incognito, Pluto, Wolverine number 66 through 72, uh, which is essentially we're talking about the Old Old Man Man Logan storyline. And the wonderful oh, Wizard of man. Oz, and the wonderful Wizard of Oz from Marvel, Matthew. I believe that the wonderful Wizard of Oz should win. Mm-hmm. I believe that Old Man Logan will win. Really? Why I believe that it? Old Man Logan absolutely should not win. Okay. Really, you don't That's think that Black as Night is 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 the the forerunner here? I don't think Blackest Night is a shoe in simply because it's superstar artist, superstar writer on Wolverine. Yeah, that's true. I think Mark Miller Man and Logan, uh, Steve McNiven. Man Logan has the edge. It's Miller and McNiven and Wolverine and Venom T Rex. I mean, for for all the flaws that I see in Old Man Logan, mm-hmm. I can see why people are excited about it and why people are attached to it. Yeah, Rodrigo, thoughts? Um. 
I, really, my thought at this point is, uh, why haven't I heard of uh, Naoki Urasawa? Because this is like his second. Uh, oh yeah, thing that's on right. The I list missed so that far. One. Sorry. So this is this is definitely something to. Well, it's Pluto, right? You mentioned. It. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so th- I'm I'm gonna start researching this i think i'm i'm curious as to what what this is because i'm not I, i'm not even familiar with any comics that viz media is putting yeah, out they do a lot of manga stuff uh, uh, so uh well, that's might check them out. um personally you know just just from buzz around i would be surprised if blackest night doesn't get it mm-hmm. um but and, you know I'll, I'll probably defer to you guys i think that wizard of oz should get it i mm-hmm. think that blackest night will get it i think the wizard of oz should get it. I honestly think Incognito will get it. Interesting. Because that one has been very well received Lauded. throughout. I mean, a lot of people go, I've seen a lot of praise heaped upon Ed Brew Baker's work in Incognito. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I really, think we uh, have a copy around here that was sent to us for review, so we mm-hmm. might want to check that out. Um, but I think in, Incognito will rent win. Mm-hmm. And somebody, hopefully listening at home, one of our uh, potential interns might want to be making note of this so that at uh, San Diego Comic-Con we can find out how everything plays out because I'm certainly not keeping track of anything. Yeah. Uh, best new <laughs> series, Chew, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep, Irredeemable, Sweet Tooth, or The Unwritten? Um, you know, for me, I think that Irredeemable uh, will be nominated. I mean, it's nominated, but I think it, it probably should win. I think, though, in this case, I think Sweet Tooth will win. A lot of people are going nuts over this, and it's really one of those that... Um, people are not paying a lot of attention to, but mm-hmm. it's one that's getting a lot of critical praise for what it's what it's talking about. Matthew, uh, of course, the, the me, other one is probably Chew. I think mm-hmm. it might be a tie, but they don't do that. So, yeah, for me, I kind of think that in in my mind, Irredeemable probably should win, but I believe Chew will win. Okay, because Chew, I mean, there's been such excitement. There've been sellouts across the board. So many people who don't read that kind of comic, you know, the it, it's almost a Vertigo esque title yeah, in yeah, a non Vertigo kind of setup, right? And you don't see a lot of that coming out of Image, and you've got people who wouldn't ever be caught dead reading a Vertigo title who are all over Chew. Plus, mm-hmm. it's creepy as hell. So, yeah, I think and Chew will win. I'm not trying to put out any of the creators by not naming out their names. I'm just trying to get through things yeah. quickly in this show. Right. Um, so no disrespect. Certainly no disrespect is meant by any answers or any, right. you know, uh, thingy. Yeah, we love comics kind of and we know you do too. And yeah, exactly. Best publication for kids. I'm not familiar with any of these on the list, but one lunch lady and the cyborg substitute, the secret science Alliance and the copycat crook, the tyrant, the tune treasure of classic children's comics, um, edited by art Spiegelman of all people and the wonderful wizard of Oz. Rodrigo, any, any guesses? Um, just point a finger, throw a dart. Yeah, I mean, at this point, the only one that I'm actually familiar with is the Wizard of Oz. I would be willing to uh, to bet that the Toon Treasury of Classic Children's Comics will probably not get it. Okay, um, right. just because it it really like it's it's kind of an off putting title. It sounds like an I mean, it sounds like an anthology of previous things, unless like the title's ironic. Mm-hmm. And it's like all brand new stories that right, are just right. flavored that way. In which case, it probably should win. Right. But right. I don't. I that I would. I would eliminate that one from from the dartboard. Okay. Matthew. Pass. Okay. I'm. I'm going to say probably Wonderful Wizard of Oz. But you know, if you're looking for something original, maybe Lunch Lady and the Cyborg of, of uh, Cyborg Substitute might be better. But do you know how these awards are voted on? Yeah, they're voted on by creators and people in the industry. You actually have to go when you have to. Uh, be confirmed as somebody that's in the industry, writer, an artist, publisher, uh, those kind of things. And then you're allowed to vote from the time that the nominations close. Now, anybody can nominate um, themselves or mm-hmm. nominate their, their product. But then it's a selection committee and then I out see. to vote. So best publication for teens might be something that I would tend to pass on since I don't think any of us are really overly familiar with this. The only one that stands We're out for teens. me is the I Kill Giants trade paperback, and I've got a copy of this that I'm hoping that we can get to in the near future because so many people have talked uh, some high praise on I Kill Giants. Uh, Best humor publication, Drinky Crows, Makey's Treasure. Uh, Everybody is stupid except for me and other astute observations. Uh, Little Lulu, (laughs) The Muppet Show comic book, Scott Pilgrim, Volume 5, Scott Pilgrim versus The Universe. This is a tough category. Oh, yeah. 
because mm-hmm. quite frankly, I see um, three very strong contenders in Drinky, uh, Drinky Crow, mm-hmm. uh, Muppet Show, and Scott Pilgrim. I think the one that should win is Scott Pilgrim. Mm. I think the one that will win is Drinky, Drinky the Crow. Mm. I, I Just think because I'll, it's kind of left there on the verginess, you know? Yeah, and I think I'll agree with you there because I feel that, um, I, I think maybe the fact that uh, Scott Pilgrim is getting such buzz now might mm-hmm. actually harm it right. in that sense. But Drinky has only made it as far as like a, a short-lived Adult <laughs> Swim series. Right, right. So I, I think that that really actually helps Drinky Crow's chances. Mm-hmm. Little Lulu, I'm just surprised, is on Yeah, on it, it's just kind of weird. Unless, again, somebody's picked her up and reimagined her. There you go. And uh, the title's ironic. <laughs> Dark Lulu. Yeah. Matthew? Um, I believe that uh, of these choices, and it's a tough one, I would like for Scott Pilgrim to win. I think that the Muppets is the dark horse here. I think that the Muppets may actually take this one based on, first of all, it's actually a good book. Yes, it's it a is. remarkably good yeah. book. But it's also got, you know, it's got the huge nostalgia factor, and mm-hmm. all comics fans are old dudes in their 30s. Do you think, Rodrigo, you've read more of the Muppets than anybody mm-hmm. here. Do you think it is ha-ha-ha funny? Or do you think it's ha ha ha? I think I think it's ha 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 funny. And but 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 Matthew really hit on something there is that if you've watched the Muppet Show, it's just astoundingly reminiscent of the Muppet Show. Okay. Like it is like reading the Muppet Show, and that I think that for people who love the Muppet Show, which who didn't? I mean, right? Come on, it's the Muppets back when they were good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Like this is going to bring a lot of nostalgia to the board, so it's it's definitely it's definitely in there. Okay, uh, best anthology. I'm gonna have to pass on this, but we've got Abstract Comics, Bob Dylan Revisited, Flight Six, Pop Gun Volume Three, uh, Syncopated, the Anthology of Nonfiction Pico Essays, and What Is Torch Tiger? Anybody familiar with any of these? Mm, no? no. Okay. I'm uh, going to have to pass this. Moment. Best digital comic, Abominable, Bayou. The Guns of Shadow Valley, Power Out, and Sin... What is that? Sin Titulo. Sin Titulo. I believe it means without title. Correct. Rodrigo, you're... Uh, Still not familiar. I do that comments. just so you'll pat me on the head in that professor was <laughs> Correct. <laughs> um, probably, you know, I've read bits Most of so the haven't read. I've been uh, reading some uh, Bayou. Uh, the rest I'm super not familiar with. So if I was going to say if anybody's going to win something, it's Bayou. Yeah, it's again another one that uh, and, and you know people earlier have really I praised asked high how about. is how it's decided because I wonder if like that total anonymity that a lot of these have for mm-hmm. like the more mainstream readers mm-hmm. and you know even the, like we try to go outside the mainstream but these right. are like out in the fringe somewhere. right right some of these are like yes. I wonder if that helps or harms a book well I don't know because I I don't know if uh, if any of these companies go the route of like uh, the studios when a movie is nominated in the academy where they actually send out to all the voting members a copy of the movie mm-hmm. if they send out a copy of Pop Gun Volume 3 I know for certain that a lot of independent comic creators and I know lately I've been getting a lot of email from people uh, who are doing web comics saying hey please check out my series and we do try to check out as many as we possibly can there was one book Matthew and I may talk about on next Saturday show um, some clown comic not a, you know not a being mean by calling it a clown comic <laughs> but it's a book about featuring a clown that somebody sent me months ago and I said yeah I'll take a look at it and talk about it and I just haven't got around to because it it's yeah. so out there on the fringe and we get a lot of those in all the time. So I don't know. I Maybe once the nominations are made, people may take it upon themselves yeah. to go out and make an educated vote on this. So Matthew, any uh, best digital comic? I shall have to uh, abscond myself or abjure myself okay. or reclude myself, okay. recluse myself because I don't know these books and you know, voting off the top of my butt would be rude. The uh, probably the next couple of categories are probably going to be the same way. Best reality based work, a drifting life footnotes uh, in Gaza, the imposter's daughter, monsters, the photographer and stitches. I'm going to pass. Matthew will pass. I've seen a little bit of the book of Genesis illustrated. Oh, that's in like, the next category from best oh, ad- adaptation from another one. I, I skipped ahead. Okay. 
Um, yeah, best, be, way to go. Best adaptation from another work. Uh, you got the Book of Genesis based on the Book of Genesis yep. uh, by R. Crumb. Charles, <laughs> Charles Darwin's On the Origin of Species, a graphic adaptation. Fahrenheit 451. Richard Stark's Parker, The Hunter. West Coast Blues. What I'm really surprised in this category is that um, you don't have Wizard of Oz, which yeah. is based on another work, and that you don't have Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep. Yeah. Maybe because it's not a complete complete yet. Maybe the, because all the issues aren't out of it. And, and you got to wonder if they weren't just playing the field, like they were looking at, yeah. you know, like children's publications mm-hmm. might not be too much competition for The Wizard of Oz. And, mm-hmm. you know, same thing with like the previous ones where we saw The Wizard of Oz and Do Android Dream of Electric Sheep. Mm-hmm. This one is like, well, who we're going up against? Uh, you know, crime novels and the Bible. Let's just yeah, stay yeah, away yeah. from that one. Yeah, I I think between these two, I think uh, who should win will be Richard Stark's Parker the Hunter. Mm-hmm. I think who will win will be Richard Stark's Parker the Hunter. Nice. So, Matthew? Um, I'm torn, actually. Of course, you can't go against God, I think, you know. <laughs> I think that either Parker or Bob Crumb Okay. Should win, and I think it's going to be. It, it may come down to that question of has Robert Crumb won, and how many times has Robert yeah. Crumb won? Yeah. Um. But I would say that Parker and the Book of Genesis should win, and probably Parker or the Book of Genesis will win. Okay. So got that yeah. going for did me. You, which is did nice. you read Hunter yet, Rodrigo? Uh, yeah, that's the one that we read Hunter. for the show, wasn't it? Yeah, we did. That was one of the weeks yeah. that you were out, I think, and it was Matthew oh, yeah. and I talking about yeah, it. So yeah, 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 but I did read it. Okay, um, cool. I think I bought it for you guys, uh, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah, okay. The, the thing that I... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what I think is interesting is that, strangely enough, the book of Genesis and the orig- uh, on the origin of the species are going head-to-head on this category. Yes, that is quite funny. So uh, I-, I really doubt that the subject matter will, will actually really influence this, mm-hmm. but I just think that's funny. I, I wonder if anybody's going to vote for it, like, <laughs> well, I hate evolution, so Parker the Hunter for me. <laughs> Uh, let's see. We've got uh, best graphic album new. We've got uh, Asterios, uh, yeah, Asterios Polyp. Asterios Polyp. As- yep. The Distant mm-hmm. Neighbor, uh, The Book of Genesis. My mommy is in America, uh, is in America, and she met Buffalo Bill, uh, the photographer, and Richard Stark's Parker the Hunter. I, I really, I haven't read some of these others, so I can't comment. Yeah. Anybody else? No, I got nothing. All right. Best graphic oh, album me. reprint. Absolute Justice. A.D., New Orleans After the Deluge, Alec, The Years Have Pants, uh, Essex County Collected, and Map of My Heart, The Best of King Cat Comics and Stories from 1996 to 2002. Anybody? I I think Alex Ross will probably take it. Only because of the art, you think? I think because it's Alex Ross. Okay. All right. You're probably right, uh, although the story is just, in my mind, was not a very good one. Um, best archival mm-hmm. collection project with strips, Bloom County, The Complete Library, Volume 1, Bringing Up Fol- Father, Volume 1, The Sea to Shining Sea, uh, The Brinkley Girls, The Best of Neil Brinkley's Cartoons from 1913 to 1940, uh, what is that, Gay and Wilson, 50 Years of Playboy Cartoons, Prince Valiant, Volume 1, 1937 to 1938, or Queer Visitors from the Marvelous Land of Oz by Frank Baum and da 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 Wow, this is tough because yeah. a lot of these volumes are really good. Uh, I have a feeling that um, it's going to be a battle between Fantagraphics and IDW regardless. Yeah. I yeah. think IDW is actually going to probably come out on top because their collected volumes are really, really nice. And I've got the Bloom County... Um, uh, version. I've seen the 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 Brinkley Girls from Fanagraphics. I really want to see mm-hmm. the uh, Fifty Years of the uh, of the Playboy Cartoons. If it's the artist that I'm thinking of, because that would be a really nice collection. Um, personally, I think we're going to see Bloom County win over the rest, and that's probably who should win too. I think Matthew. that um, as far as as nostalgia, you know, that that will play into this depending on exactly who's voting. Mm-hmm. But for example, some of these things like Prince Valiant has not aged well. No, um, so I would I would take that one out of the running. Matthew, um, I think that should and will are probably the same, and I think it's Bloom County. Okay, 
And I think that Bloom County, as bad as some of those strips has have aged, mm-hmm. is still amazing. It's still funny and to I read think that, that this is the that first collection. This is the first chance that we've probably gotten in a long time to recognize Burke Breathed. Yeah, yeah. So, best archival collection, project comic book, uh, the best of Simon and Kirby, um, Blazing Combat, Humbug, The Rocketeer, The Complete Adventures. Uh, and the Toon Treasury of Classic Children's Comics. I think when you get to a category like this, like the actual physical printed book yes, becomes very important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How complete is it? Does mm-hmm. it have comments? Does it have mm-hmm. commentary from other writers? All that stuff that, mm-hmm. I, I mean, at least for most of these, I don't think we have in right. front of us. The Rocketeer, The Complete Adventures Deluxe Edition. Now, if this is a, the true archival collection, the one that is coming out in at the San Diego Comic-Con. Now, I know that they have certain collections that are out. If it's the one that I'm thinking of, mm-hmm. this is an oversized bound, black and it's got all the black and white, like the original ink stuff that, um, um, that Dave Stevens did. There's the other one, the collected volume that I've had sitting here in the office uh, for some time that I think Rodrigo's taken a look at c- a couple of times. That is a great collection, even if that's not the one that's that's up on the block. Um, I would go with the Rocketeer mm-hmm. Collected Editions just from that alone. I agree. I think that the Rocketeer probably should and can win this category, mm-hmm. especially since did Dave pass away this year or no, last? No, he year? passed it away like two or three years ago. Really? Oh, okay, it's hard to say then. I thought he passed away in '09. Well, we can look really quick. To the wiki! Uh, Dave Stevens, 2008, so two years ago. Okay, so that doesn't give him quite the uh, you've just died vote that I thought might happen, but it's still a gorgeous, even the original issues are gorgeous. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to skip a couple of categories just for time and jump down to best writer, best writer artist, and so on. Uh, Best writer, Ed Brubaker, Jeff Johns, James Robinson, Mark Wade, or Bill Willingham? Rodrigo. Ooh. Um, I think that Ed Brubaker is is probably having the even among these guys is probably having like the best couple years. Mm-hmm. So I would say that people will will want to recognize that and, and and give it to him. Um, as far as who should win, you know, the, the all of these guys have put out quality stuff. So I'm not. I'm not going to vote in in that sense. Um, but I think, like, I wouldn't be surprised if this way, if this year Ed Brubaker takes it and next year Jeff Johns takes it. I, um, I really think probably Bill Willingham mm-hmm. should win. I really think Mark Wade should win, too. I really think, though, that this year will be Jeff Johns because of <laughs> the amount of stuff. And I'm not saying that I think he's the best writer. I just think people are going to look and say, well, Jeff Johns has done so much. Somebody's read Comics. something that they liked by Jeff Johns. Yeah, that he's done so much at DC this year and changing the flow of that company that they might award it to him. The one that I'm I'm going to bet that Matthew is going to think is the best writer for for the year is James Don't Robinson. Don't do it. On uh, <laughs> Justice League Cry for Justice. Well, if you're going to ask me who do I believe has the best writing chops, the answer right. here is... Probably Mark Wade, but Robinson is a close second. Mm-hmm. Based on Cry for Justice, though, no. If I'm looking at these writers for these the, projects, for these projects, yep. I would say Brew Baker should win. As wonderful as Wade is, Brew has put out some amazing stuff this year, and Johns probably will. Mm-hmm. You say that with like some now, there are, some sadness in your voice. I'm looking at the projects that he's nominated for. Okay. All right. Secret Origin, Flash Rebirth, Blackest Night, 50-50 Adventure Comics. Okay. All right. You're writing writing yourself a little play there, Brian? (laughs) Best Writer, Artist, we've got Darwin Cook, R. Crumb. Uh, What is this? Uh, David Mazzucchelli. Mazzucchelli. Terry Moore and uh, like him. Noki Urasawa for 20th Naoki Century Boys. Urasawa. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go with Darwin Cook uh, with uh, R. Crumb as the uh, as a possible, but really Darwin Cook here. Hmm. Although Terry Moore does some fantastic art, but um, uh, Darwin Cook, I think, is a good. 
Yeah. Um, I I think I'd like to see Darkwing. Yeah, Darkwing. Darkwing Duckwing. Darkwing Duckwing. Duck Drake Mallard <laughs> for his uh, scathing. Life Darkwing is like Duck. a hurricane. I don't um, remember Darkwing. I'd like to see Darwin Cook take it. Um, other than that, I I honestly can't tell you who'd win. Um, again, another nomination for Naoki Urasawa. They got to give him something. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, maybe he'll surprise us all. Matthew. This is this is something that I, I, I'm starting to be a little troubled by. We're seeing the same projects and the same artists in multiple categories. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's just because of the 12-month span of things or because we're trying to get people in there to where they'll definitely get something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe, and maybe it's just me, but seeing the same names over and over is kind of... I'm not even a comics professional, and it's kind of like, boy, this you know feels a little bit like it, it might be just rarefied quality, or it might be we're going to throw it at the wall until it sticks. Yeah. In either case, I'd like to see Darwin Cook win, but I think Naoki Urasawa will win. I, I don't. I haven't read Naoki Urasawa. I just like but, saying. But Naoki I think Urasawa. I mean there's something to be said for you know if you nominate mm. Titanic for every category, it's, it's bound to win somewhere. one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and Urasawa. This is something, though. Urasawa is someone that I'm going to be looking up when we're done. I'm looking yep. up right now because I want to. So. I want to know what this is all about. I've heard about Osterio's Polyp, and I've heard right. about. I've read the other things on the list, but Urasawa for like the fourth time. I'm like this. This must be something. Yep. Are we missing something? Is this something that we need to put on our graphic novel list? The problem is it's. <laughs> it's a manga, and unless it's been translated, which is going to be my guess, everything that pulls I up under Japanese. his name is um, is all in, in yeah, Japanese. Yeah, Matthew, so. you speak Japanese, but you don't read any language, so that doesn't help <laughs> us. <laughs> best penciler, There's Pikachu's. It's a comic book. Let's see. Best... Easy Reader says comic books are easy to read, son. Oh, I'm sorry. Here we go. Best Writer, Artist, Nonfiction, Reinhardt Kleist. Willie Winth- Winthout, Linthout, Linthout, uh, Joe Sacco, <laughs> David Small, and Carol Tyler. Problem is, my uh, word keeps underlining all these, saying, "Oh, this is a misspelling," and so it makes it harder to read whenever it's got the underline <laughs> underneath it. Turn that feature off; it's not worth the trouble. Yeah, it doesn't uh, like the term penciler. Yes, yeah, it doesn't. It really doesn't. I have no idea on any of these people. No. I'm, I'm not, not really into reading non-fiction comic books. So, Best Penciler Inker or Penciler Inker Team, Michael, Michael Cal, Cal, Caluto, Caluto? Mike Caluta. From uh, Madam Xanadu, Steve McNiven and Dexter Vines, uh, Fiona Staples, J.H. Williams III, and uh, Daniel... Daniels, Daniel Zazelich. There you go. So who Zazelich. do we got? Who do we got? Hmm. I think that... Kaluta should take it. J.H. Mm-hmm. Uh, Williams might, but it's probably going to be McNiven and Vines. It's probably going to be a Wolverine. Really? You think so? I, I, do. I honestly think J.H. Williams is just going to stomp this category because that stuff that he did in I hope he does. That'd be awesome. last year was just phenomenal as far as layout, design, everything about that. But when I looked at the Old Man Logan stuff, it looks like regular comic book stuff. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, if uh, Luna Park is what I'm thinking, and, and I might be getting confused with something else, I'd like to see that that get it. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if, if Old Man Logan goes goes all the way. Jumping over to Best Cover Artist, John Cassidy, Salvador La Roca, Sean Phillips, Alex Ross, or J.H. Williams. La Roca is actually Spanish for the Roca. Is he the one that did all those um, really trippy Iron Man covers? He's nominated for Invincible Iron yeah. Man. Okay. Sal LaRocca also did an amazing run with Wade on Flash back in the day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, all LaRocca right. has this, like that very uh, um, kind of exaggerated yeah. cartoony yeah, style. Yeah, yeah. Like he, but And you can really tell awful. that because it's one of the few guys that I actually recognize by name. Mm-hmm. This is a tough mm-hmm. one because for cover art, I think all of these people do a fantastic job. Yeah. I think that on, on based on my personal predilections, Cassidy should win, and Alex Ross will. I will say that it's it's entirely possible, and I kind of get this feeling that people have finally 
gotten to their their Alex Ross fill. Not necessarily that they're tired of it, because, you know, he puts out very interesting, very quality work. It's nice. But I think that um, it's going to be between Cassidy and La Roca. You know, I really like... Uh, or Cassidy, I think it's pronounced. Yeah, I'm gonna it is Cassidy. Cassidy. I'm going to keep saying Cassidy, but, you know... Um, yeah, you're also... Uh, wait till we get to Moro Cascioli. Um you know, he does some incredible work, and some of his covers are really, really great. I'm really surprised uh, Franco Francovia is not nominated mm-hmm. in, Francesco. In, in this. Francesco Francovia. Because I think his cover Franco. stuff is fantastic when he does mm-hmm. it. Um, Roca, if it's these Iron Man covers that I'm thinking of, man, he deserves to win it hands down. Yeah. That is, um, that's the guy. He's the one who does interiors on... Uh, J.H. Williams on, uh, does fantastic cool. interiors, but I'm not so keen on his, on his covers. So I think... LaRocca should win and he will win in this in this category. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex Ross, nice. the Astro City covers are, are nice. I think he does a much better job in the Project Superpowers covers, mm-hmm. though, from uh, Dynamite Entertainment. Um, best coloring, Steve Hamaker for Bone. Uh, Laura Martin for The Rocketeer, Complete Adventures. Uh, who did you say? Masticelli. David Masticelli. Alex Sinclair. Uh, and Dave Stewart. Um, pa, 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 pa. You know, I think Laura Martin went in. I think she went in and did a lot of retouching on the Rocketeer: The Complete Adventures. And again, that volume is beautifully done. Mm. Um, I wonder in in categories like this, how much the subject matter influences the voting. Well, you know, when you look at Dave Stewart and he's nominated for Abe Sapien, BPRD, The Goon, Hellboy, Solomon Kane, Umbrella Academy, Zero Killer and Detective Comics and Luna Park, some of those have very simple color palettes, like the Abe Sapien stuff and the BPRD has very simple color palettes. All of these do. I mean, well, actually, I'm not all that familiar with Zero Killer, but uh, yeah, you can tell this guy, like, they're like, okay, we want to operate with four colors. We're Mm -hmm. going to get uh, Dave Stewart in on Mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. Um, And Alex Sinclair has done, I think, a really good job in the Morrison Batman and Robin run. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to go with Dave Stewart as the winner in this one. Yeah, me too. Matthew? Mm. Laura should win. I think Laura will win. Okay. Best lettering. And this is, I, you know, I'm always amazed at, at the letterers. I think they do have all, always do a fantastic job and no offense to what, the letterers. What, they don't just stick in Comic Sans font and be done with it? Well, but see, Bleh. that's the thing. Letterers... I really want to talk to a letter, letterer, and maybe there's a letterer out there that's listening that'll write us and say, hey, I'm a letterer of, you know, Batman or whatever. Yeah. I'm very interested. Are you handwriting all the letters, or do you create a style, and then you're typing it all in? Because that's just the thing that amazes me, is that yeah. we still have people hand, hand lettering balloons. I think I think letterers are the new inkers. Mm-hmm. Like the mm-hmm. the comic book inker has has now now has a lot of recognition, but letterers are still like back there somewhere where like in that room that nobody talks about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Matt, well, why don't think, you run down? Um, why don't you run down the nominees here for us? Who me? Yes. Yes. Yeah, All right. I guess I'm going to murder and butcher everybody's names. For best lettering, the nominees are Brian Fees for Whatever Happened to the World of Tomorrow, David Mazzucati for Asterios Polyp. Tom Orzakowski for Savage Dragon, Richard Sulla for Cat Burglar Black, and Adrian Tomin for A Drifting Life. There were no words that you could pronounce correctly in that entire I segment. Know. <laughs> I know. That's why I had Except to... maybe cat. <laughs> cat <laughs> for, Burglar Black. For, for Do you Kate, like cats? For Kate Burglar. Yeah. <laughs> Blake. I don't know anything. Important. To me, to Tom me, unless there's... Not related to Benjamin Orzakowski, better known as Ben Orr from the cards. Unless there is something specific in the lettering, like we were talking last week about uh, Mouse Guard mm-hmm. and the lettering that's done in one of those those um, tales that's right. very scripted out, or unless it's something that has very specific uh, lettering style of different character voices. Right. To me, lettering, and again, I'm I'm not trying to put letterers down. But I just don't notice the lettering as much. I think I think best lettering is that comic creators category. Yeah, it's like uh, best. Well, you know, probably for for the average American, it's like best lighting and you know, mm-hmm. like grips mm-hmm. and yeah. stuff like so, that. Is like you you watch it, and of course, all of these movies are lit well. 
Right. Just like all of these comics have comprehensible lettering. Right, right, You right. know, so like, what right. do you look at? Mm-hmm. You know, unless you are in the know, unless you're in the industry, unless you're looking at this stuff, you don't know. Anybody want to throw out a vote? Oh, I have no idea. Okay. I think, now I, I may be talking out my butt, but I think that these days the job of the letterer is not to actually hand draw, but to either create an appropriate font or choose an appropriate font. Mm-hmm. Say like, you know, Thor's little font that makes it sound right. like he's attacking in the, the, the earth. <laughs> and I think that there's a lot more of that now than there used to be. And I think it's more important than you might think. So oh, no, I'm going to say without the letter, there would be nothing in the comic book to read. I would like to see Orzakowski take it because Orzakowski's work is very, very detailed. And having read Savage Dragon for a while now, off and on, he does really interesting things with letters that you don't even think about. You're like, oh, look at that. This guy's talking and he's got this weird word balloon with funny. Oh, wait a minute. Somebody actually sat down and said, this works. This is going to make him sound like he talks like this. Mm hmm. You know, so I I would say I would like to see Orzakowski win it. I really don't have any idea. I agree with Rodrigo. I think this is like, you know, best best cinematography. Yeah. It's something that pretty much the only the directors have a real educated opinion on. Mm-hmm. Uh then we get to a category that I'm kind of very depressed about. Best comics related periodical or journal for journalism. We've got <sighs> Alter Ego edited by Roy Thomas from Tomorrow's Publications. Comics Alliance edited mm-hmm. by Laura Hudson. Uh, Comics Comics, edited by Timothy Holder and Dan Nadel. Comics Journal, uh, edited by a bunch of people from Fanagraphics. And the Comics Reporter, uh, edited by Tom Spurgeon. Um, You know, I really am disappointed because we could have nominated ourselves this year Mm -hmm. and didn't. And kind of thankfully, glad we didn't because after that crash we had, we would have lost all of the really good stuff uh, that uh, we would have lost anyway. I don't think of us as journalists. Well, but that's and I know thing. that sounds like terrible, I think of us as know? yellow journalists. <laughs> <laughs> None of us are eight. Never mind. Well, it depends on what you're talking about because when you look at, at uh, a site like Comics Alliance, and Comics Alliance is a really good site, and I like it a lot, um, oh. I have been told by more than one person mm-hmm. that their content is very similar to ours right as far as the stuff that they cover and and some of the other things and i think they do a fantastic job um i think actually that comics alliance will probably win this year i don't know if they have been nominated in the past i'm pretty sure that this is the um the first year i've seen them on the list um comics reporter has been around forever has won some awards um, and I don't really want to. I don't really want to bash on anybody here, but you know the the ones that are true journals, like the Comics Journal, and to a, another extent, Comics Comics, those are journal mm-hmm. journals where you really right. go in and and look at the Comics Comics is a journal journal. It's a journal journal in the way that it's kind of laid out in some of the stories that they that they cover. <laughs> um, you know, in the past, Comic Book Resources has been nominated and won. Newsarama has won multiple times. Uh, some of these other ones that have not been won and nominated a, a number of times. Um, but I think when we're talking about in this new age of, of publishing, uh, I really think that, that Comic Alliance uh, does a really good job, and I think that they'll, they'll win this year. Uh, and next year we will cool. win. Yes. Yeah, we will. Definitely, yes. <laughs> we got to get nominated first, so. And if we don't win, it's really an honor just to pretend to be nominated. Yes, best comic-related book, (laughs) Alan Moore, Comics as Performance, Fiction as Scalpel. Uh, I'm sorry, Comics as Performance, Fiction as Scalpel. The Art of Harvey Kurtzman, The Mad Genius of Comics. Uh, The Art of Osamu Tezuka. Osamu Tezuka. And Manga, Kamashibiai, The Art of Japanese Paper Theater. And Will Eisner (laughs) and PS Magazine. And Wild Eisner. And this Wild uh, and the PMS the magazine. Ev- yes. I know everything is everything is set up. No idea. Oh. Um, Samurai Hotel. Again, 
uh, I, I wonder how much the subject matter has to do with things and like the big name. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if Alan Moore takes it just because he's Alan Moore. Um, I'm a huge fan of Osamu Tezuka. He's, I, I believe, the guy who designed Astro Boy. He's the god of manga. Correct. He is. So I'm sure he is the guy um, behind Astro Boy. So he created Astro. Yeah. So I mean. Like this is, you know, if I saw a book that just was just the art of Osamu Tezuka, I would buy it mm-hmm. right then and there, probably. So, you know, how much does because these are all very drastically different things, except you know, to each other. So, I would imagine that people will here will be voting either based on like the actual physical qualities of the book mm-hmm. or what they prefer to 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 have in their book. So, I would say Alan Moore probably going to take it. Uh, Tezuka probably should take it. Uh, best public, best publication design. We've got Absolute Justice, The Brinkley Girls, uh, Gay and Wilson, Life and Times of Martha Washington, Queer Visitors from the Marvelous Land of Oz, and Whatever Happened to the World Tomorrow from Abrams Comic Arts. That's from uh, not not anything DC related. If anyone was thinking that, yeah, but clearly, clearly a reference. Yes. Um, you know, I haven't seen some of these again, the life and times of Martha Washington, as far as overall design looks really good. Mm -hmm. Um, absolute justice again, very well laid out and, and designed, um, either one of those two, I would imagine. I'm really, I'm really hoping to eventually get best, uh, comic book related video game. (laughs) Um, and, uh, best uh you best comic book hero costume in a motion picture yeah um because that's difficult but again best publication design one of those things where like if you don't have physically the book in front of you Mm -hmm. like how would you even vote on it right 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 you don't i don't think you have the right to vote on it if you haven't seen it well we don't have a right to vote on any of these these are just our Wild ass guesses that we're pulling out. Wait, for you we're this not week. sending this podcast in as our votes. Ah, if only we could. If only we could. We certainly can. They just—they're under <laughs> they no just obligation to it. listen. They'll probably smack us upside the head and say, "Stop it, no more." Why does All that right. one sound fat? Any other? <laughs> Don't talk about Rodrigo that way. Uh, anyway, we have a fat voice. Any other? Any other thoughts? Any other things we want to talk about before we get out of here this weekend? I will say this. When I say that I don't think of us as journalists, I don't mean that as we're not serious, we're not, you know, good at it, we're not actually taking this seriously. I mean that to me, journalism is kind of that a, a higher calling. It's almost like saying, we are here to right wrongs and chew bubblegum and, and, you know, save the world and Harvey Milk was murdered, you know. I, and, and I'm just kind of some guy who writes about junk on a website. Now, granted, it's junk that I love and junk that I think people are interested in. Well, even well, then, but though, it, I, but I would I, say that 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 we had major spoilers, you know, just to, to toot our own horn for a bit. And and luckily, this is, a, luckily this is an audio show, so you can't see us tooting our horns. Um, can't see us so patting ourselves on the back. Mark. Yeah, sure. <laughs> all right, that's enough. That's enough out of you, Schleicher. Um, I think that we actually, you know, as uh, as critics, we do what what journalistically a critic does, which is to give a give something a fair shake. And I'm immediately sorry that then I said bitch that. about it behind um, its back, <laughs> and and then actually say this is good, this is bad, without you know real fear of repercussions, right, or, or, right. or that people, you know, just actually give our our actual honest opinion on things. Mm-hmm. You know, we report on the news to a certain degree, but a lot of a lot of the minutia of day-to-day comic book stuff we don't report about because yeah, it's, it's just, you know, uh, you know, I, I would say you're right. Cause that's not what we do. Well, uh, depends on what you define as, as news, right? Okay. Yeah. So I think that when we talk about journalism, we're talking about people that are researching their subject matter that, as you said, are critiquing the things that need to be critiqued as mm-hmm. you would any other type of review. And in the case, and we are of, doing that. And in case of reviews, we do that very well. In the case of the historical part, where we actually do research in it, when we look at our hero histories, those are well researched, those are well defined. When we are doing things like uh, the comics casting couch, we're putting some thought into into mm-hmm. this and coming up with some halfway decent, uh, I think, uh, stories. 
um, in some of our feature cases where we're talking about uh, the podcasting stuff that we go on, what we have, uh, the gaming stuff, the articles that you're writing. You know, I think that's that's journalism. We're putting research and knowledge into that. The day-to-day news stuff, you're right. We probably don't put a lot of it into it. Or if we do, like I did with the um, this little news release that Marvel sent out about the day-and-date release, mm-hmm. turned it into something that was, let's think about this. Let's research it. Let's take the business knowledge that we have. Let's apply some num- some potential, some very very possible potential numbers and put that into a story that is got some teeth to it. And I think we do that. But you're right. And a lot of the just day and day stuff, a lot of it is let's rewrite a pr- press release. And maybe, yeah. you know, in some of the cases, yeah, we may do some misspellings and we may do some other things. It's only because we want to get up content for you as quickly as we possibly can. Yeah. So, oh, you misspelled that wrong or da 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 you know. Great. Shoot me then. All right. I'm doing the best I can with, you know, the million things on my plate that I'm doing. And so, yeah, I realize we make mistakes, but you know what? We are trying to make ourselves better with each and every passing day. I think another nice thing about this, this list of nominees is that sometimes we, even here in the show, get really caught up about talking about the big two Mm -hmm. and talking about superhero comics. Mm -hmm. And it's very clear from these lists that there's way more than that out there and and a lot of like comics is is has a lot of things going on it's not just what's the major event at marvel or dc happening right now you right. know there are comics for everyone there are comics for kids there are comics for historians there are comics for biography buffs and they're out there you just have to go out and look for them and they're harder to find than just print books or tv shows or movies but they're out there and you can always just find those yep yep so we've got some books that we're going to read i'm sure in the future at least some things that have triggered some uh further research and investigation on our part and hopefully it will you as well so that wraps it up for this saturday's edition rodrigo's not here on uh, two, two, for the next two episodes on Tuesdays and Saturdays show next week, Matthew and I will attempt to entertain you. Well, and we will try not to punch each other in the <laughs> face. From well, we're not going to physically away. be in the same room because yeah. of the restraining order. But <laughs> what what we will do is we will make a point of stopping to 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 tell us to stop doing what we're doing. Yes, we can and making we can. a rational point here and there. I'll we just can pull record a, a, a soundboard before I, I, I leave. Say, you know, pull a bunch like, of drops from Rodrigo. If you keep fighting, I'll just go up to my room to listen to Metallica. Or, <laughs> girls, girls, the you're Smiths. both pretty. <laughs> it's, you know you're listening to the Smiths and, up there. And don't yeah. forget, and I liked it. Morris. And I like it. That's right. All right, everybody. Thanks what so much for joining us, man. Day. I like it. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us this weekend, and uh, keep listening. Keep being part of the major spoilers experience. We love each and one of you, uh, just because we know that you love comics, and we do too. We will talk with you real soon. If you have any questions, comments, topic ideas for future shows, or would like to sponsor a show, send an email to podcast at majorspoilers.com. Visit majorspoilers at majorspoilers.com and be sure to check out the Major Spoilers forum. You can also follow Major Spoilers on Twitter at twitter.com slash majorspoilers and on MySpace at myspace.com slash majorspoilers. If I had the X-ray vision of a Superman, I could save a few bucks and stand around and read through the covers of the comics on the stand. But although every other page would be backwards, I suppose, I could still read the evens and the odds. Well, I don't know. Guess I haven't thought this all the way through. Plus, as soon as the comic book store guy knew, he kicked my butt out on the corner. What a major spoiler. What a major spoiler. Way. If I was hulking green or gray, I could just bust through that brick wall, take their comic books away. But then the little meat would deal with all the tanks and bombs and guns. Have you ever tried to read a series with all that going on? Guess I need to rethink this plan. How would I back and board my comics with such huge hands? Guess I already told ya. What a major spoiler. What a major spoiler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a major spoiler What a major spoiler If I'm Stark Raven rich like a man of iron I might not be surprised to find That I might actually have the heart cold To follow an entire storyline But would I really even need To read upon all those escapades I mean, who needs such distractions When your sister's such a babe But the downside is such a beast Be 
being shot up in a fine be in the Middle East with a King Santo and soldier. What a major spoiler! What a major spoiler! Yeah, yeah, yeah! What a major spoiler! Wow, wow, wow! What a major spoiler! Major Spoilers Podcast, copyright 2010.